Welcome to the Undeserving Podcast, where two Christians get together and try to attempt to interpret the Bible. Um, maybe, maybe well, maybe not. I'm Brian. No, I'm Josh. Josh, how you doing, man? Good. How are you doing? I feel like it's been a while since we got together to do this. It has been, even though we just had a guy over here a couple weeks ago talk about like tyranny and stuff like that. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Definitely wasn't an uh, hour ago or anything like that. Yeah, no, we definitely do not back record episodes. <laughs> We, we commit to meeting daily for our for our community. Exactly. <laughs> Josh, what are we doing today, man? Uh, we're continuing the book of Hosea, man. You know, we're just powering all through. Talking about God's love, redeeming love, salvation, uh, you know, some judgment. His wrath. Some wrath, yeah, because what good Christian doesn't love talking about God's wrath? Some good old, gotta get some good old wrath in my life, you know? You gotta have that, that judgment. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh, just so you guys know, we're going through chapter 3 today. This is a very short chapter. So we're going to try to dissect it as much as we can, but we can't promise this is going to be a very long episode. But that probably works out for you guys who don't like listening to us anyway and just watch the video out of pity because you feel bad for us. Why are you even watching us? Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, don't go. <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right. But yeah, dude, I'll go ahead and read chapter 3, and then we'll talk about it. Just jump right in. All right. Yeah. Uh, so this the, the header on mine says, Hosea redeems his wife. And the Lord said to me, Go again. Love a woman who is loved by another man and is an adulteress, even as the Lord loves the children of Israel, though they turn to other gods and love cakes of raisins. So I bought her for 15 shekels of silver and a homer and a lectic of barley. And I said to her, You must dwell as mine for many days. You shall not play the whore or belong to another man. So will I also be to you. For the children of Israel shall dwell many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or pillar, without ephod or household gods. Afterwards, the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God and David their king, and they shall come in the fear to the, and they shall come in fear to the Lord and to his goodness in the latter days. Short but powerful. Short but powerful. There's there's a lot in there even. Man, yeah. this might turn into a full episode. Who knows? Yeah. So I think like first thing we can talk about is how um, this when we read the Old Testament and look at Israel, while we don't want to insert ourselves in the text, like Israel is very much a reflection on the human condition. Yeah. And God's love for Israel is a reflection of God's love for us as His church. Very much so. Yeah. Um. So. For context here, Hosea takes place during the time of, of kings. Um, basically, Israel has um, committed spiritual adultery in the sense of they abandoned God and abandoned his laws and his statutes and sought after other gods yeah. um, and committed spiritual whoredom, in a sense. Right. Um, so Hosea, uh, Hosea is a, very, is a book that's uh, very focused on imagery, and so as a reflection of God's love for Israel, God had told Hosea, the prophet, to marry a prostitute. And he marries this prostitute. He has kids with her, as we've saw, seen in the first chapter. But she goes back to her old ways and leaves Hosea, commits adultery, and God tells her, tells him to go and chase her down and pay for her, pay for her uh, slavery fee. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Um, 
because she was married to Jose at this point, but she had gotten herself into a position where Jose had to go buy her. So it's, it's this really interesting idea that her sin had taken her so far that she had to be redeemed. Um, very much like you said, it's this idea of the human condition. That's a good way of putting it, but just like how we as humans get to a place where our sin is so horrible, you know, that, that Christ is the only one who can redeem us, his wife had gotten herself to a point where Hosea had to come and physically get her. He could, she couldn't just leave despite the fact that she was married to another man. Yeah, and this is very much a reflection of what Christ has done for us right. uh, through, uh, through the power of the gospel, is that uh, as Hosea paid a price for his wife to be redeemed to him, it was like Christ paid a price for us, the ultimate price, which was his uh, death and resurrection, his, his punishment for our sins. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, and I just want to... I, I like... There's this point here that always gets me, but it says here he bought her for 15 shekels of silver and basically, you know, some 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 grain. Um, and it's really interesting because 15 shekels of silver, uh, it was actually less than the price of a, of a slave in those days. So she had gotten herself to a point where she ended up being, being worth less than a slave. She, she had prostituted herself to that point where she had nothing to offer. In, in these days, even a slave could work, but, but she was at a point where she was basically viewed as nothing. Um, so it's just really interesting to me that, that but, but like you said, it's just this idea of like what sin can do to you and, and how horrible into a place it can get you. Mm. Um, yeah, so he buys her for less than what a, a slave is worth and then he says, you'll dwell as mine for many days. You're not going to play the whore or belong to another man. So will I also be with you. Yeah, and like I, I think even then is like um, still in the realm of being a ref reflection of the gospels. Like when we're redeemed by Christ, even though we were playing the whore in spiritual adultery and seeking after the creation rather than the creator, um, it's a sense of like sanctification too. It's like we are no longer slaves to sin, but a slave to Christ. Um, so we don't belong to sin anymore, we belong to God, and we no longer play the role of the spiritual adulterer, but as someone who belongs to the Lord. Right, right. And it's really interesting, because um, if I remember correctly, Hosea talks a lot about when the children of Israel are finally like sent into exile, into like Babylon and stuff. Um, and I, I think this is almost like prophetic of, of an effect of that, because he says that you're not going to play the whore or belong to another man. Um, for the children of Israel, you know, are going to be without king and prince, without sacrifice, but, like, they're basically going to return and seek the Lord their God. And one thing I always found interesting, um, and I didn't even notice this until Bible college when a friend pointed it out to me, but up until the exile, Israel struggled with idolatry, struggled horribly with it. And God, like, you know, he punished them ongoingly for that. But the exile was like the big thing. Like, like if you read the rest of the Bible afterwards, like the exile was the thing that broke them. They didn't struggle with idolatry after that, at least not in the sense of like actually chasing false gods. So it's like this idea that like, hey Israel, you're not playing the whore anymore. Like you're seeking me out. So I think it's almost like this prophetic thing that like God's saying like, oh yeah, this is it. This is going to be the thing that does it. 
but it's also kind of sad to see that because like we see that it's as like they come back and they're seeking the Lord God but out of that movement also grew like the Pharisees and the Sadducees who sought God but became so legalistic about it that the law became their God yeah so it's just it's just a really interesting uh, thing to me yeah <clears throat> and I think um, two things with verses four and five one is like I think like this again like going to the aspect of of the gospel is that um, the Lord very much like disciplines us in um, and to bring us back to him to redeem us and like I think that's what he's saying in verse four where he's he's uh, saying that in, in God's discipline he's not allowing Israel to have a king or prince anymore um, or, or sacrifice without and he's going to take away their ephods and their household gods like the Lord will if we do not give up our idolatry and do not give up our our sin like the lord will rip that away from us in discipline but it's yeah. in love yeah um and that's why like is afterwards israel shall return and seek the lord their god and david their king and they shall come in the fear of the lord into his goodness in the latter days and also i think this is also very much a um a very specific pointing forward to the future messianic king right christ definitely because david their king is a reference to jesus who is the son of david yeah because in case you didn't know david's already dead at this point yeah so you can't come back back to somebody who's already dead yeah so um but there is going to be a period of time as as we see after this when they return from exile where they don't have a king right um and there's also an intertestimonial period where, like, there's no, the prophets aren't even speaking. God's not speaking to them anymore. Right. But it's pointing towards Christ. Yeah. As the whole Bible is. Yeah. This one, this verse, a little more specifically than some other places. Yes. Yeah. But uh, other than that, huh? Like we said, this is a really short chapter. Yeah, I think we pulled out a lot of the important stuff. Yeah. Um. I, I like the fact that God points out that they, in in verse 1, that they turn to other gods and they love cakes made of raisins. <laughs> like, that's a cool kind of detail. Well, I was actually... I'm sure that means something significant. Well, it does, actually, because I was reading some commentaries before this. Oh, it says here in mine probably refers to some Canaanite cult. Yeah, like, they would use uh, raisin cakes for special occasions, specifically, like, to the Baals or the Asherahs. Oh. Um, like, and, and sacrifice to them. Um, let's see if I can find a specific thing. Uh, yeah, it says, These delicacies made from raisins pressed together are associated with special occasion and may serve in Baal worship as an aphrodisiac. Huh. And it's a reference to Second uh, Samuel 6.19. A raisin as an aphrodisiac? Yeah. Weird. I'm not even sure what an aphrodisiac is. Uh... Yeah, I don't know everything, sorry. How do I put this on the Christian podcast? It's supposed to arouse people for oh yeah oh cause, okay so that makes sense they were probably they were a sex cult right right or one of those cults that was like we worship our god through huge orgy gangbangs yes yes that's I swear we're a family <laughs> podcast uh, the bible talks about this stuff though guys so that's... hey I mean I'll be the first guy to say it the, the bible is not like what we would call a children's book nope like people getting gored through with spears 
is not exactly child friendly. Or cutting up a concubine and sending her, sending 12 pieces of her through every tribe of Israel. Or even a dude loving you so much that he got, you know, nails driven through his hands and feet. Yes. Boom. Um, but yeah. Oh, well, Woody, I guess we kind of covered chapter three. Yeah, I think the best thing we could take away from this is I think with any with any book of the old or any passage we need to look for God's attributes. Right. And every everything we read in the Bible. So like with this in particular, I think the two big things we can take away from this is that God is the redeemer. Right. Um, he is he was the redeemer of Israel and he is the redeemer today through his salvation. Um, and two, God will discipline those he loves and he will if we do not willingly give up our sin he will if if we are his he will take that from us in a way that we may not like yeah and and you know um I, i've said this to a lot of friends and family who, who struggle with stuff and i've had to have this told to me but it's like hey when you're doing something you know is wrong you either need to break yourself or God's gonna break you. Yeah, because God does and God, God doesn't and, and you don't want you don't want God to have to break you. Yeah, God does not allow room for any other gods. Yeah, um, yeah, he's he he's a jealous God. Yes. And yes, it's okay for him to be jealous. It's a different kind of jealousy. Yeah, because our jealousy isn't righteous, God's is. Exactly. Well, I guess we're all done here. Yeah, it was a short episode, but it was a good one. All right, short but like, sweet. That's like the speed run of podcasting. Alright. <laughs> Well, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, you can get in touch with us. We're on Facebook at Undeserving Podcast, uh, Gmail, UndeservingPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to email us any specific questions, prayer requests, comments, anything like that, uh, we're on Instagram. Instagram. I'm so used to saying Instagram. Instagram. That when I try to say it right. We're on Instagram as Undeserving Podcast. Um, yeah, so, but you know. There you go. Get in touch with us if you have anything to say. Hope you're enjoying the Bible study in Hosea so far. And until next time, I'm Josh. I'm Brian. Have a blessed day.